Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. I got myself some cough drops and I'm ready to rock. Welcome to coaching today. I'm so excited to see you all and see what your brains are doing. It's my favorite part. Patty, you're up first. What can I help you with? Thank you so much. I started doing birthday messages in the last three months. And we're um, got it from a sideline, uh, got the idea from a sideline guy. And um, so I'm giving them the, making sure that they're on messenger first. So uh, giving them a, the GIF. Uh, GIF, uh-huh. Yeah, right. And once they answer, then I'll come back and say, these products, are, you know, happy birthday. I hope you enjoy your day. I love to send samples to your, for your birthday, message me your address if you're interested in that. So this is kind of silly, but my, my challenge is we have so many great products and how much money do I really put into this? Cause I can, I give them one of each of the slim, one of each of the active. Now we have three, but I'm just giving them two, um, the hydrate and a Joyome uh, sleeve. So um, doing that, sending them out once a week, spending about $50 uh, to send, keeping track of expenses. And I know you've been in for a while. And so sometimes I do use the Plexus Engage app. But like I said, with so many wonderful products, I just, I'm just curious. I want to make sure that I'm intentional with my time. And is it, is it simply a wait and see? Or have you had experience with this? And you know, it definitely works and keep at it or. So what I believe is that you have all the answers to all your questions within you. And I'm going to ask you some questions to try and help you find the answer okay. to that. Okay. Okay. So birthday messages is our circumstance. All right. Mm-hmm. And what's your thought about it? I love to start my IPA that way mm-hmm. because it's loving, it's encouraging, it's, um, you know, like like we've admitted, there's certain days that we're just kind of not into doing, doing you know, reaching out, so to speak, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a great way to get me, give me a jump start mm-hmm. to start that way and, and then I can go into posting and, and it's a great lead-in for my IPA. So... But we know that that's not the problem that you want solved here. The problem that you're looking to solve, you said, was what products should I send? Right. Right? Am I sending the right products? Right. How did your brain answer that when you think about it right now? Well, there's there's three different messages that I sent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's depending on. So there's one message that I send that simply says, you may have seen my posts where these products have helped our family. Plexus has helped our family so much. Mm-hmm. Love to send you a birthday sample. What do you feel you need the most? 
energy, which would mean active, skin, uh, skin condition, which would mean joyome. Um, you know, four questions I asked them. And one person said, I want all of them. And so that's, that's kind of how I started <coughs> all of them. But so that's what I, sometimes I'll ask them, what do you need the most protein for your workout? You know, I'll put it all that in the message, but I don't want to make it too long either. How, how do you know if it's the right amount of samples? Right. I don't. And because again, I don't. So, but let's just like explore that. Okay. Okay. How do you know if it's the right amount of samples? Because we're just we're just gonna put in your thought line. I don't know if these are the right samples to send, right? Would you say that's your thought? Yes. Okay. I don't know if these are the right samples to send. And when you have that thought, I don't know if these are the right samples to send. What feeling comes up for you? A one word emotion. Hmm. Uncertainty. Uncertainty for their, well, that's my one word, uncertainty. Okay. And when you feel uncertain, when you think, I don't know if these are the right samples to send, what, what actions do you take? What do you do? I, that's when I'll sometimes send that one more, one more question, which do you feel you need the most? Okay. So I ask a clarifying question. Anything else that you do? Well, when I say the word uncertain, then it probably goes back to my, I don't want to say disbelief, but belief. But, so you might be like questioning yourself probably in your mind, probably questioning or doubting self. Yes. Okay. And when you're feeling uncertain, uncertainty, what do you not do? Well, and see, I've resonated with so many of these um, calls because when we, when I first started, when I first started, I was very confident in everything. I didn't, I was just kind of like, I came from another network marketing company. I was with that one for 20 years. So I was, I knew, I knew two things. I knew um, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person and you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So I approached the, the business and the products that way, mainly the products because the products made such a dramatic difference. Um, I forget the question now. (laughs) I got diverted. I said, when you think, I don't know if these are the right samples to send and you feel uncertain, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you not do? Do you avoid anything? That's where I was saying I I resonate with a lot because um, initially, probably after that first year, then I would just simply, I would get a, I would get a, yes, I want more information. And I would literally walk away for a day 
I don't even know why. I don't even know why. I, I guess it was my scarcity mindset. Well, what do you and do now? Now I, now I, 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 quote unquote, slay the dragon. I mean, I, I'm right there. I'm, I, I, I challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Answer as, as, as quickly as possible, unless it's after I shut off my phone from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., so to speak. No plexus for those 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take Sunday off. Um, so now I answer right away. Okay. So answer their questions right away. You're doing all this when you feel uncertain. Oh, when I'm uncertain, I know that that's not my thought. I know that it's the devil on my back. And so I go and do a praise and worship song throughout the house. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so play music. Right. Play praise and worship music. I read, I, I do uh, Legacy Leadership Academy with Bob Heilig. So I do that story, um, like letter to your future self, letter, letter from your future self. You know, mm-hmm. this is how your life's going to look in the future kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, so some, uh, uh, you do some vision casting here when you're feeling uncertain. Get my mind back in the game. Uh-huh. Kind of interesting though, because I'm not sure if you're doing those things when you're feeling uncertain. I'm wondering, I'm questioning here if you're moving into another thought like, oh yes, I've got to get my mind into a right place. Right. But when you're actually feeling uncertain, when you're just uncertain, Mm-hmm. You ask a clarifying question, you question mm-hmm. yourself, you doubt yourself. And then we know you might buffer with music mm-hmm. or, um, and then it sounds like you go to like a totally different model and start vision casting to feel a different way. Right. But when you're feeling uncertain and you're just not sure if these are the right products or right samples to send. Does it prevent you from mailing the samples ever? No, not at all. Not at all. It just sometimes it will, it will simply come to me, you know, sometimes when you have, I won't, I won't call it a problem, but when you have an issue and sometimes you walk away from it and then you say, oh, I remember her saying that, you know, she has six kids. So I'm going to not only include all of that because she's probably exhausted and she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to include, um, so walking away for just not, not like three days, but just walking away for time and saying, or like, like you and like you have suggested before, go through their page, see what you're seeing them posting mm-hmm. and then, um, deciding from there. Mm-hmm. And then it just looks like in your result line is. I question myself, right? I do. I do. I do. I'm doing but, it less than I would. But, but I still see, what I'm wondering here is if this is even a problem for you. The samples or? Yeah, like the, the thought, I don't know if these are the right samples to send because it's not keeping you. There's not like... I question myself is your result, right? 
Mm-hmm. But it's not keeping you from sending the samples. It's true. It's not keeping you from responding to them. It's true. So I don't know if these are the right samples to send. So what? I guess my question more is more, is this, is this a good way to find people? What do you think? Who want this? What's the answer to that? And I feel that it is because once you, once you try it, you love it. Um, however, there have been people that have ghosted me. Um, and then, but one nice friend even said, she said, you know, I, I would, I would not be interested in Plexus ever. So don't waste, don't waste your money on me. So are you worried you're wasting your money? Sometimes. Yes. I'm Why? not sure. Um, like I'm worried I'm wasting my money. That could be back to my scarcity mindset. When do you think I'm worried I'm wasting my money? <laughs> when I go to the post office and pay $50 to okay. send over six packages. So take packages to post office is our circumstance. Thought I'm worried I'm wasting my money. I feel what? Spinning my wheels with no results. Well, you feel, you're, that's a thought. I'm spinning my wheels with no results is another thought. Okay. Um, how do I feel? I guess it's back to uncertain again. Mm-hmm. And when you're uncertain, you're at the post office, you're paying $50 at the post office. And you're thinking, I'm worried I'm wasting my money. You're uncertain. What do you do? I mail it anyway. Okay. Um, mail it anyway. Follow up. Hopefully. But when you're feeling uncertain standing in the post office, you mail it anyway. What's going on in your mind? I wish I could get somebody to buy, you know, become an ambassador or VIP customer sooner. <laughs> so sort of like, um, are you, are you thinking that sending it is going to do that for you? Or are you, are you having any thoughts about like, well, <clears throat> I want to know what you're doing, like with your mind while you're standing there feeling uncertain, paying the post office. Are you saying anything to the post office worker about it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What are you saying to him? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, um, in this case, it's it's one of those uh, mail places, you mm -hmm. know, so he knows about it. His wife knows about it. His wife's from Mexico. I let her know that I want to build a team in Mexico. Can we get together and mm -hmm. um, talk about that? But then the next, oh, sure, next time you come in, then the next three times she's not. She's not there, but mm -hmm. the husband is. 
Um, so talk to postal worker. Yes. I talk to them every week about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> While you're feeling uncertain. Um, yeah, because the, I mean, I guess that's what I've, what, that's what I've learned from, from you as well. Do it scared. Mm-hmm. Just do it because somebody's, you know, we were praying for this for nine months and somebody else is out there praying for this, whether it's the products or the business opportunity. So I've still learned to, I mean, you know, those, those thoughts just still creep up. And I guess in some ways, I don't know exactly how to combat them. I know I do the formula for transformation, the red light, green light story. That but in, every, in both of these situations, you're still questioning yourself at the end, right? I And I think you, that comes from, right, that that I I feel like I'm doing what I can do. But uh, of course, in the end, we're, I'm looking for the results. I'm looking for a new ambassador, a new VIP customer. And then that's, that's where the doubt comes in. Because are any of those things transferring into that? I think so. Because for the last two months, I haven't sponsored anybody. So you don't think it's working? I guess so. It, in, in, in the beginning, that seems what it, I think that's what it seems, but I know that if I, I, I've committed to do it till the end of the year. How long have you been doing this? Uh, two to three months. How will you know if it's working? Right. The only way I'll, I'll know is if I, if I look back and get the numbers and see. How long will it take to do that? That's what I'm unsure of too. Like I said, I'm going to try it till the end of the year. And then, and then. What if I told you this is absolutely going to work and you need to do it for five years? Would you do it? With your experience and your, your, your expertise? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> what if I said it's 50-50? I would still take still the do chance. do it? I would still take the chance, yeah. What if I said it's like, it's like a shot in the dark? Then I would probably say probably not worth my time. And, and I would ask you, what's, what's the better use of my time? Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're looking for external validation. Well, and in some ways, in, in some ways, how about it? Not, I don't want to say quick fix, but. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be so intentional with our time and get the results. Right. And I see you yeah. here wanting to be certain that you're not wasting your time. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But can we be certain about no. that? No, we can't be certain about that. And so the only way for you, if you don't want to keep questioning yourself, right? Because we know that's what's showing up in your, your R line, your result line, right? Like we know that that's what's coming up. Do you want to, do you want to keep questioning yourself? No. Is there a problem? Like, is it a problem that you're questioning yourself? No, um, but yes. Why do you want to fix it? 
Why is it a problem? I guess it's not now that we work it out. Now that we well, now that we work through it, I guess it's not. But it's it's interesting because your brain is over here, like telling you it's a problem. I don't know if these are the right samples to send. I'm worried I'm wasting my money, and your brain's like, and we might there might be something wrong. True, that's true. But we know that's your lower brain telling you this, right? Mm-hmm. But your prefrontal cortex is like. It's not a problem. It's not, it's not a problem to question myself. Why, why do you think it isn't a problem to question yourself? Oh, that's so many. There's so many. Let me, how can you rephrase that question for me? <laughs> I can't, I can't. Well, I, I said, can't. I said, is it a problem to question yourself? And you said, no. Well, yes. (laughs) Right. So if the answer is yes, it's a problem. Tell me why you think it's a problem. Back to the uncertainty. Back to the uncertainty. And what is wrong with uncertainty? I don't know. Let's take a guess. Um, Well, we're taught, well, I think confidence speaks more to people than uncertainty when I'm leaving a voice message, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but again, doing it scared is okay. Sometimes it's just, you uh, never told me that you left voice messages while you were feeling uncertain. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a 50, 50. It, it kind of depends on the situation. So kind of the sometimes situation. feeling uncertain is a problem because you can come across as not confident. Correct. Okay. Correct. And that's something you don't want to come across as. No. Okay. So how do you want to come across? Authentic and confident. But and this is like, this it's is fun. opening up so much because it's okay to be vulnerable too. I mean, I've been real with people. I've cried. I've cried leaving messages. Which one would you want to feel more authentic or confident? Authentic. Okay. Authentic. So if you want to feel authentic, what are you going to have to believe every single day about taking packages to the post office? That these products can change somebody's life? These products can change somebody's life. And how do you feel when you say that? Confident and authentic. (laughs) I think we can go with confident here. Yes. Because when you said that, these products can change someone's life. Confidence totally came through. 
right? Yeah. It was like a vibration in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Where in your body was it? Well, it even made me sit up straighter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was basically from the hips up, you Mm -hmm. know? Fast or slow? Fast. What color? It was good. Blue. Blue is my favorite color. Okay. Like like your shirt. Yeah. (laughs) I love blue. So the situation didn't change in these two models, right? You're in your unintentional model. You're taking packages to the post office and you're thinking, I'm worried I'm wasting my money. Mm-hmm. And that's making you feel uncertain. Right. And we don't know, we don't know how that's affecting your conversation with the postal worker. But when you feel uncertain, you mail it anyway, you talk to the postal worker, and we're not really clear on what else is happening, but there's something else happening there. And you already know that when when you are un, when you do feel uncertain, that sometimes you don't come across as confident. Right? You do know in your result is you're questioning yourself. I'm questioning me. But when we take the packages to the post office and we choose the thought intentionally, these products can change somebody's life. We feel confident. And when we feel confident, what do we do? I'm sorry, Cosette is banging on the door. A child let her out and they've now, no one's coming to let her back in. So hopefully she'll just go away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. So when you feel confident, what do you do? I speak to more people. I reach out to more people. Talk to and reach out to people. What else do you do when you feel confident? After thinking these products can change somebody's life. I sing. I like to sing. Sing. Makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I s- skip. <laughs> skip. And in the R line, I am me. Big difference, right? Yes. I question myself versus I am me. Yes. Mm -hmm. The only difference between the two is in one situation, you're thinking either, I don't know if these are the right samples to send. I'm going to ask Emily because she's going to externally tell me what to send. She's going to have the answer. And I'm going to look extrinsically for validation. And in the end, I'm going to question myself and if I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same thing with I'm worried about if I'm wasting my money. Please tell me, tell me if this is going to work, Emily. Right. If you tell me to just do it every, every week for five years and it's going to work, I'll do it. If you tell me it's 50, 50, I'll still probably do it. If you tell me it's like hit or miss, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you choose this thought, these products can change someone's life. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? No. Why not? Not at all. Not at all. 
Why not? Because again, somebody's praying, somebody's praying for these. Because you're all in. And I'm all, you're right. I'm all either in. way. Yes. Very true. Right? Yes. And so you get to decide which version of yourself shows up in these situations. Right. But now you know these three different thoughts that are available to you. Mm-hmm. And when you pick up the one, I don't know if these are the right samples to send. I question myself is your result. When you pick up, I'm worried I'm wasting my money. I'm questioning me is your result. When you pick up the pro, these products can change somebody's life. Your result is I am me. Yes. And if there's one thing I know about sales, it's that when you are authentically you, it always converts into higher sales. Amen. Yeah. Now that is my thought. I realize that. But you got to decide who you want to be. I'm not even saying you have to choose one of those thoughts. You can choose whatever thought you want. No, that helps greatly just to separate it out like that and just really see like when you when you get to the root cause so to speak like these products do it's kind of like ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> yep. and you just get to decide you just get to know that these are all optional these thoughts are all optional and you're choosing them Absolutely. and what do you want to believe about yourself what do you want to believe about your samples what do you want to believe about your money the samples work I want, I am authentic and confident. I'm all in and these products can change someone's life. Yeah. And if that's what you want to believe, you can. And it doesn't matter what I think about samples or if someone tries them and doesn't order, you get to choose what you believe. Right? Right. And that's where you take all your power back. Amen. Amen. Love it. Thank you so so good. So good, Patty. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Cassie, since I just coached you, I know I was going to have you go, but since I just coached you and now there's others on, I'm going to ask if anyone else would like to be coached, but thank you for being so willing. Sure. We had people not, we had someone not show up today. And so I have room for one more person. I might even be able to coach two more of you. So who would like to go next? Brenda's being coached tomorrow, so she's not going to go today. What about Teresa? Teresa, do you want to be coached? She's like, hmm. I'm on mute. Don't talk to me. (laughs) It might be you, Cassie. You might get to do it. Because I don't see anybody else jumping up. Last chance. Anybody want to go? Oh, okay. Patricia's going to go. Sorry, Cassie. (laughs) It might be quick because I feel like you like answer everything. I mean, not answer. I mean, you help us with the. Perfect. Well, this is great. You're up, Patricia. And I'm on my third throat lozenge, but I'm coughing way less. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) 
Sorry, I'm trying to get my light bright so you can see my face. You're fine. What can I help you with today? Um, you know what? I am focusy. I'm uh well, I guess we could talk about my health. We'll do that. Okay. What about it? Uh I just went to the doctor today and uh he I you know well, you're diabetic at like 6.4 when you're eight I a1c I guess it is mm-hmm. I'm at six five okay I just was labeled that today okay <laughs> my so the circumstances my a1c is 6.5 and it defines me as diabetic. Yes. And when you think about that, what do you think? It makes me sad and it makes me angry. <laughs> I know what you're feeling, but what did you think to get those feelings? Um, it makes me feel like. Uh... Like, what's your thought when the doctor said, your A1C is 6.5 and you are now diabetic. Is that what he said? Yeah. Were those yeah. his words? Yeah. And what did you think in that moment? Um, it, 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 I thought of my mom. And, I, and I, I love my mom, but she doesn't take care of her health. And I feel like I'm following in her footsteps, but I don't want to. So. Okay. So your thought was. I'm following in my mom's footsteps. And what feeling came up for you when you thought, I'm following in my mom's footsteps? Angry. <laughs> angry. Yeah. And what did, you, what did you do when you felt angry? I said, I'm going to beat it. Okay. Because I, I, excuse me, I rag on my mom all the time because she has it and she doesn't take care of herself and she's going blind and she's in a hospital right now. They're making, uh, you know, she was in the hospital and then they moved her to a different place where they're making her walk now because she is not taking care of herself like she should mm-hmm. to be healthy. So when you're feeling angry, thinking I'm following in my mom's footsteps. What else did you do besides say I'm going to beat it? Um, I didn't resign myself to it. You know what I mean? Like, but like, were you sitting in the doctor's office still? Like, yeah, I was in the. It was this morning. I was in the doctor's office. And so you're feeling angry, sitting in the doctor's office, and you say, "I'm going to beat it." And what else did you do? Um, did you crack any jokes? No. No, I didn't. Did you cry? No. Did you slump down in your chair? No, I just sat there and listened to him as he was telling me. And and then he gave me like a diet and I looked at it and I was like, those are all wrong. <laughs> so I was like, you, <laughs> you um you uh judged food plan. Yeah, yeah, because he's telling me to eat stuff that's going to make the diabetes worse. Like, I think one of the reasons why I'm so mad is because I know better. Like, I am a two different type of cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. 
So I survived uterine cancer and ovarian cancer. And so I got to the place where now I can take care of my health. And it, uh, you know, and and I've been like, you know, I've been three for three, uh, for three weeks, working out six weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, six times a week. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my weight or my health to defeat me after beating cancer. Mm -hmm. Your screen froze up. Can you still hear me? Patricia, can you still hear me? Oh, darn. We were just getting to the good stuff. Hopefully she'll come back. Because that was so good, Patricia. I was loving what you were doing there. Okay, so I'm going to do some coaching for Patricia. And then she's going to listen to the replay. Okay. Circumstances, her A1C is 6.5, or the doctor tells her her A1C is 6.5, and it defines her as a diabetic. So doctor says your A1C is 6.5, and it defines you as a diabetic. And her thought is, I'm following in my mom's footsteps. And then she feels angry. And when she was angry, she said, I'm going to beat it. And then she, um, judged the food plan that the doctor gave her. And she sat in the office and listened. Right. And there's probably more things going on there, but we can't ask her because her internet kicked her off. But my guess is that there were probably, and and she also told us a lot of the the other thoughts that she was thinking that were going in other models and other feelings and things like that. But my guess is that I also heard her judging herself in her action line, judging self, judging doctor, um, some self some self-loathing was going on there where she was talking about like, I beat cancer twice. Like I'm not going to let eating beat me. Right. Like some, a little bit of that happening there. And in the result line, we know our results are always, our, our thoughts are always going to show up in our result line. Right. So the thought I'm following in my mom's footsteps and in our result line, I'm hurting me is what I see most obviously in her, oh good, I think I see Patricia getting back on because I have more questions to ask you, Patricia. If you can hear us, just start talking and interrupt me, okay? I hurt me is what I see coming up in her result line big time, right? But questions that I have for Patricia are, 
what are you making it mean about you when you think I'm following in my mom's footsteps? Ooh, there she is. Trisha, can you hear me? Yeah. That yes. never, it never happens until I talk to you, right? Like I'm sitting here. I know. Like, it's <laughs> fine. I was just reviewing your model and I was talking about how, you know, your doctor says your A1C is 6.5 and it defines you as a diabetic. And you thought I'm following in my mom's footsteps. And then you felt angry. And then you said, I'm going to beat it. You judged the doctor. You sat in the office. You listened to him. You judged yourself. You, I think, I think I mostly did myself. I love my doctor. Like I'm not mad at him. I know it's not his fault. You no, know no. I mean? And there's no judgment here, but you judged the food plan. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I saw some self-loathing going on there a little bit, right? With like, I've beat cancer twice. Like, I'm not gonna let this beat me. Like those types of things. And in your result line, I'm hurting myself, right? Or I'm, I don't know if I could, I mean, do you feel like you're following in? I mean, you're saying I'm following in my mom's footsteps, right? But your mom is not in your result line. Only you are in your result line. Nah, it just, it feels like it. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to, to get there. I think I've like, I know as weird as it sounds, because when I was sick and I gained a ton of weight and then I gained more weight with chemo, um, I was always like, at least I'm not diabetic yet. Mm. Like that, that was almost like a, a badge of honor, as weird as that sounds. I'm being totally honest. Like I'm, I'm heavy and I have cancer, but at least I don't have that. Like all these people around me had, I was like, I don't have that. And so it's just kind of a, probably a, um, almost like a self-righteous thing. A, a, a little bit and a good swift kick of humility in my butt today about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what, when I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is when you think I'm following in my mom's footsteps, what are you making that mean about you? Okay. I'll sorry about that. Um, okay. That uh, I'm going to be unhealthy like her. That I'm unhealthy. I know, I know it's. Not, I know it's not true. I know in my, in my, you know, the smart part of my brain, like you say that <laughs> that's not true. But in my other part of my brain is like you're just like her. You know, everybody growing up to you, I'm like, I'm half my mother's Tongan, uh, my father's American, and I'm like the one you know my color I'm, I'm the one that looks like her so everybody was always like you're like your mom you look like your mom when you grow up you're going to be like your mom mm-hmm. and so it's almost it feels like a oh you know the, the prophecies or something that relatives say to you that what's happening to her is happening you know what happened to her is happening to you can so. can people's words make us become something we don't want to be. No. No. See, I know that. I've listened to you all week. <laughs> yeah. What what is the only thing that creates our life? What's the what's the main thing that creates our life? Our thoughts. Our thoughts, right? And so sort of the other thing that I see here is some victimizing of self. I I I despise that. Now right? tell you I've been through a lot and I always tell myself I'm not a victim. So when I hear that, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I get, 
it makes you, me- but, but here what's happening, you are. I and, and I, yeah, I totally, right. You're I like, I'm that. such a victim of my mom. I, I own that. Um, and I'm okay with that, but it makes me just like, ugh. I like, I cringe. Cause I know that's not something I ever want to be. Mm-hmm. So why would it be what, what one thing that you said is I said, what does it mean that you're following your mom's footsteps? And your answer was that I'm unhealthy. And just kind of stay with me here because I'm going to ask you kind of a a weird question. What's wrong with being unhealthy? Uh, I don't want to die. Aren't you going to die even as a healthy person? Yeah. But I want to live as long as I can. Okay. So you want to live as long as you can. Yes. So what? Because I think it would be amazing. Okay. Grandkids be around to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. So when you think I'm following in my mom's footsteps. Do you feel like that's helping you move toward a healthier version of yourself? No, I know that. No. No. So really. In your result line, when you think I'm following in my mom's footsteps and you're making that mean that you're unhealthy and in your action line, you're listening to what the doctor wants you to do, but you're saying, no, I'm not doing that. That's all wrong. You're right. I shouldn't have, sorry. Oh no, there's, that's the thing is there's not should, there's no should or should not. Right. But, and I'm not saying the doctor is right or wrong. I'm not saying you have to listen to him, but what I'm seeing here that's happening is it's almost like, you know, doctor says words to you. You think I'm going to follow in my mom's footsteps. And that means I'm unhealthy. And so I'm angry. And so I'm listening to the doctor, but I have no plans to do what he says. And that's totally fine. You don't have to. And then I'm victimizing myself because if I just had a different mom, this wouldn't be happening to me. Oh. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. But is it your mom that's the problem? No, it's me. I know that. It's my thoughts. I know. But there's probably like, do you ever have, do you ever think like, if I just would have been born to different parents and had better DNA? No, I, I really haven't. Okay. What other, what, um, why are you unhealthy? I was uh, sick for a really long time. I had a chronic disease and then I was diagnosed with cancer. I was actually chronic disease for a long time, misdiagnosed for years, gained a ton of weight, and then finally diagnosed. And then I gained more weight with chemo. Mm -hmm. And so this year is finally the year that I don't have any, well, I do now, but doctor appointments or surgery or 
CT scans or this is the first year in four years that I'm free and well enough to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So are you taking care of yourself? Trying. Yeah. How? I exercise all the time. Okay. I eat better. So exercising six days a week, right? Okay. What else is true about your health right now? Uh, I don't eat out. No more fast food. Okay. Not eating fast food. Drink a lot of water. My plexus supplements. Drinking water, supplements. Um, Eating better food. Like I could already I have so many dishes now because I cook at home all the time okay and the dishes <laughs> um cooking at home I think that's about it so why are you um why is your a1c 6.5 uh this is actually before I started working out we just <laughs> just to be truthful this test was last last month okay we're talking about it this month and uh, uh-huh. this month been better but mm-hmm. well before we I used to I used to go out work with my husband a, a lot and uh I would we wouldn't eat well because you know we'd be out working and now that I'm home you know it's a lot better but sorry hey try to be better when we're out like I don't a ton of fast food at all anymore. And it's it's kind of interesting to observe this within you that in your mind you're like sometimes I'm good with food and sometimes I'm bad with food. Almost like it's like this I know that food is just food. There's no good or bad. I look, right. I, I like that there's like some black and white thinking here going on. I know that and I'm in there. I promise I'm in uh, Emily, before I started working out, I used to not work out at all because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, uh, it, the day's gone. I worked, uh, you know, I worked with my husband all day. I don't have 30 minutes to work out, so I'm not going to do anything at all. So I just wouldn't work out. And there's that victimizing again. Right? Yeah, but, but I know now that 10 minutes is better than no minutes. Guess what? I just figured out what your result line is. <laughs> Oh no. I'm I'm not taking care of me. No. Yeah. What do you think about that? It makes you cry. Why? What's coming up for you? Because if I were to show you what it used to look like before everything, um it makes me sad. Why? because <laughs> I have gray hairs and I haven't got my hair done I mean that's such a small thing but you know I didn't have hair and now I do and I, I'm not taking care of myself like I used to is one of the things you know getting your hair done I don't wear makeup because I just don't feel, feel pretty being this heavy mm-hmm. so um I feel why, uh, why aren't you taking care of you though Uh, that's a good question. I feel like I am with exercise. Like that's the beginning. Okay. So we're making some changes. Yeah. 
Ja. And I'm not saying you should wear makeup or you shouldn't wear makeup no. or I'm just interested to know why you're not taking care of yourself. And you said, you said, I don't want to put on makeup because I don't like the way I look this heavy. No, I, I, I really, I, I've learned to love my body because of what it has um, helped me through survive cancer. <clears throat> but I also just don't feel like I look like me. I don't know if you could see that picture. That's me before <laughs> cancer. Well, and there's there's some disconnect here with with yourself, right? You're like, I've learned to love me, but I actually hate me too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, it's like I see you this inner struggle where you just you're like, I I'm, you know, I it's grateful to be alive. I've learned to love myself that I can be alive and that cancer didn't take me, but actually like, I hate myself. I don't even put on makeup because I don't like the way I look this heavy. And then I want you to see this picture of me and the way that I used to look. And as if, as if that person that you just showed me is better than the person sitting in front of me right now. You know, in all honesty, I feel like she is, just to be completely honest. Why? She was healthier. She was active. Everything, being a heavy person, Emily, sucks. Okay, let's it's, talk about it. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> so, so I've talked about it right there. Everything, my bishop, you know, is like, I want to help you lose weight. And I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you. Um, it's, uh, it's painful being this heavy, you know? Okay. What's Bone, painful about it? Uh, carrying the weight, um, over 200 pounds overweight. Okay. Um, exercising was super, super painful. Okay. Walking around trying to help my husband. Um, my husband, uh, is a direct TV guy and also does, uh, Best Buy, um, stuff, audio, visual, computer. And I would help him with heavy TVs and I would cringe every time. He'd asked me to help because I knew I was going to be sore as heck at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like me to stand there and like hold, you know, like an 85 inch TV just in the box. I couldn't do it for five minutes because it's painful being in this body. Mm-hmm. So, so why, I why are you? I do see the disconnect because I'm happy I'm alive. My body's been through so much, but there's also this side that it's painful being this heavy. Mm-hmm. So it's pain. Like I can't go to a booth at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It, I have to be careful going to a bathroom to make sure that I can fit. You know, I wear a seatbelt extender, which I can't wait to get rid of when I lose. <laughs> You're sweet, Patty. Thank you. Um, but there's those things, and I know it sounds. I don't mean for it to sound like like I hate myself, but it does, though, huh? Well, you you're the only one that knows. If you like yourself or you don't like yourself. I don't feel like I despise myself, but I also know talking to you and talking out loud, it doesn't sound very loving either. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can see the black and white of it too. And I know that's been detrimental in my life because very few things are all or nothing. Well, and right now, <clears throat> Just what I'm perceiving 
And, um, and I, I could be totally wrong here, but what I'm perceiving is that in the body you're in right now, you feel limited in being who you really are. Would that be accurate? Very much so. Okay. So I just want to talk a little bit about the psychology here of weight and being overweight, just to sort of like teach a little bit, because I feel like knowledge is so much power, right? And then I would love to help you in this area, if you'd like, because we can set a protocol and we can, we can do things like over the next, however long, you know, you come to coaching, but oftentimes we are not taught to manage our emotions, right? We don't know how to cope. And we, we live in a society where all of our food marketing in the United States is based off of taking advantage of our desire for pleasure with the least amount of effort, right? So almost all entertainment and social events include large amounts of food. We've come to believe it's totally normal to overeat three meals a day with snacks for entertainment, right? Overeating has become a way to avoid pain and seek pleasure. And it's totally, it's a completely acceptable way to buffer. Yeah. If we publicly drank and did drugs the way we overeat in our society, people would be like, oh my gosh. But because eating is so acceptable, like if we were like, using heroin as much as we used food to feel something different, we'd be arrested or in jail. Yeah. It's so socially acceptable to use food as a buffer, right? And we haven't gotten into any of this with you, but I just want to give a little bit of this background so that you can begin to offer compassion for yourself here first. Yes. Because the first place that we always want to start when we're trying to uh, love ourselves more is to start with compassion of ourselves. So it makes sense that you would have this struggle with everything that you've been through and living in America, yeah. right? Like you said, you're from Tonga, right? My mother is your mother. And when you walk down the street in Tonga, you eat at every person's house. And if That's you what- don't, it's offensive right? Like every person's house you eat along the way. That's just what you do. And the bigger you are, the more blessed, right? Right. Okay. So our brains are designed to be rewarded for life-preserving activities, right? So food provides that reward and we get serotonin and dopamine. We have a desire for it. And all of these cues around food create these neural pathways that remind us how important it is to do it again and again and again, right? And you talked about how painful it is to be a heavy person because it limits you and all of these things, right? And so shouldn't it just be so easy to just stop eating? People might think that. And you're like, it's not. It's not easy to just lose 200 pounds or whatever it is that, that, that someone wants to choose for their goal, hundred pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, wherever they are, 50 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is, people think, Oh, it should be so easy. Right. And it's not. 
for right. some, right? Unless it is. <laughs> I wish and, it was. <laughs> and we have some things here that get in our way, but oftentimes we feel like we're out of control as if we, we, as if we, you know, eat against our will or as if, you know, I'm just heavy. I have bad genetics. I have bad DNA. Like I can't control this. Like again, a victim of it. Yeah. And do you know what, do you, um, just to let you know, I actually do the opposite for, for a while. I would usually get up, not eat for until like lunchtime. Then I'd eat lunchtime. And then I'd be like super hungry at dinner mm-hmm. to eat at, at night. And that's kind of like, I'm trying to be better because it's horrible. Like I'll have like, I've really been trying to eat a ton better. I don't usually overeat is my thing. And so it's frustrating for me. And like you said, I do have those things. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I had an ovary taken out when I was 33 years old and I started gaining weight. And then I had a hysterectomy to save my life. in my early 40s because of cancer right so it's just I I know it's like why is why is losing weight so hard it's because as soon as you start restricting food your body's going to protest because it wants to maintain homeostasis right and so your brain goes into actual dopamine withdrawal This is what happens. It like happens in, this is the hormones and all of this actually happens. Your body goes into glucose withdrawal. Your body is resistant to tap into its fat stores. So it increases your demand for hunger, right? And you can experience a lot of negative physical symptoms and emotions when this happens. Yes. Yeah. And so sometimes what you might feel, and I don't know because I haven't asked you this question yet, but sometimes people will buffer with food instead of allowing emotions to come to the surface during this time. I realized right? that I realized that with my daughter, but I already talked mm-hmm. to you about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and 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 you might say to yourself, but I have to eat to live. Yeah. But would we ever say that to an alcoholic? No, no. Right. And so there's sort of like some thought errors that we have here that keep us stuck in this cycle. And I wanted to try and find the thought errors of, um, the thought errors that, that some people experience when they over drink, not that that's what's happening here, but it's, it's kind of interesting because when you start looking at thought errors, We'll, we'll just use these uh, that have nothing to do with food or alcohol, but we'll, I'll show you how it applies. You know how when you think about uh, someone and you're like, she should call me back when I call her, right? You're like, I should be able to eat whatever I want and lose weight. Yeah. Right? She should remember my birthday. Yeah. I shouldn't have to like think about what I'm going to eat. This should be easier. Right. 
my husband should, and I, I, this is a bad example because he, you haven't said he's not supportive, but just hypothetically speaking, let's say you're, you're with people and you go to a party and you're trying to, you're trying to stay away from flour and sugar. Just type, we'll hypothetically say that. Right. And people are like, Oh, just have this one dessert. You know, he, he's super supportive. He yeah. Everything. When I had chemo, he was there every week with me, shaved his head. Yeah. With, you know, so. yeah no, he, for sure. And so you know, a lot of times when our lower brain is trying to keep us alive because it's not evolved past that state, we start thinking that we need things that we don't need to keep us alive. And so allowing the urge to be there to eat and not eat and and it's like, well, what do I eat? I don't know what to eat. Well, I can I can show you those things. But the biggest thing that I want to show you here is that there are what I what I am see coming up is there are some thought errors here that I think are holding you back. Okay. Beliefs around your your mom, beliefs around her influence on you, beliefs around food, beliefs around these things. That I think if we did some work on and we unpacked and we just let all of the emotions come to the surface, like what's coming up for you when I say that? It's scary. It sounds scary. And I'm not sounds sure. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so scary. Nobody else can watch that day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it sounds so scary because your lower brain is like danger. Yeah. We could die. <laughs> like right now your your body is like we are totally going to survive we have food stores yeah and we're going to hang on to them right oh i know i could like drink water and gain weight so i mean i know that's not true but it's that's a thought how- right <laughs> it's a thought mm-hmm. that leads to a feeling and then you take action from that feeling and then you have a result right But one of the things about inability to lose weight or why weight loss can be difficult is because our brain starts firing off hormones and it, it doesn't, it, our body fights against us temporarily making it. So we are, you know, even even if you don't overeat, if you try to go on a diet to lose weight, chemicals will go off in your brain that make you over hunger because I, I, it's sensing that something might, you might die. This is dangerous, but your prefrontal lobe is smart enough to be like, we've got this and I know what I'm doing and I'm not interested in your feedback. You know what I'm saying? And so we can either be a victim of our mom, our body, our, our, our health experiences that we've been through. And there's, there's, there's no one that's going to disagree with any of those things, right? Like those things all are a part of your story. But if you want to change, if you don't want to follow in your mom's footsteps, 
Who gets to decide whether or not that happens? I do. That's powerful. I do. It's it me. Right? You do. And isn't that the best news ever? It is. Because who's in charge of you? I am. You are. I'm not consigned to this. You know what I mean? Like. And right now, when you choose the thought, I'm following in my mom's footsteps, your result is I'm not taking care of me. Yeah. So why are we choosing that thought? I'm following in my mom's footsteps. You know, I'll be honest. I, I feel like I'm a pretty strong person, but sometimes I'll let myself just whine and feel sorry for myself. And I, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm not making excuses for it. I'm just we call jumping. that we call that indulging. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. It's indulging. You're indulging in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can admit that. Yeah. And when you indulge, it always gives you a net negative in your result. Yeah. Yeah. Not to stay there too long. Right. I'll be honest. I let myself do it at times. You know, even when I had cancer, I was like, you know, feel sorry for myself a little bit. Everybody's all like, you're so strong. And, oh, just give me a minute. (laughs) Right. Let me tell you how awful I am because I need to cut myself down. That will fix it. No, that sounds horrible, but I know I know it's truthful though. Yeah. No, but see, even like judging self, right? Yeah. When we judge ourselves and we're like, that sounds horrible. I shouldn't say that. Maybe oh, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I should do much on myself, huh? Well, <laughs> I think that you have found a tremendous amount of awareness today around the fact that you're realizing that you're not taking care of yourself and you have a lot of reasons as to why. And what I want to send you off with today is how important are hanging on to those reasons to you? Less important than getting better and getting healthy then that means that we have to stop making decisions from our lower brain about our health and our self-care. I feel like that's been one of my good friends is the part that lower brain. Well, yeah, yeah. it's very efficient. It's comfortable. Mm -hmm. But your prefrontal lobe is where you make all your decisions from. Your lower brain cannot lift up the fork and put it in your mouth. It cannot get on the treadmill. Your prefrontal lobe does all that. Well, we're becoming friends. (laughs) I mean, working now. And I know sleep too. I've been awful at that. You know, when I had chemo, I knew if I had chemo, I wasn't sleeping that night. So that's hard. So I'm working on that too, because I know that's a big deal with hormones and stuff too, so... So it's like, do you want to keep holding on to all of these things as to why you're not taking care of yourself now? No, because I'm sure that's some of the weight I'm carrying. I'm sure. This is like this very memorized model here, right? This is just, you think you're telling me the facts, Yeah. 
but all you're doing is telling me a story and a lot of thoughts. Okay. Right. And you totally can continue to do that. It's not serving me. Right. So why would I want to? And you're making so many good steps. You're starting to exercise six days a week. That's a form of self-care. But I don't know if you're doing it as a form of self-care or a form of punishment. We never got to get into that. No. (laughs) Are you doing it because you love yourself? I feel like it. Yeah. Well, that's great. Like I'm not. Oh, I've never even thought of it as punishment. Could be. We don't know. Because we've never gotten this far. Yeah, I know. And people like to buffer. I'm not there yet buffering exercise. And I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. So I'll get. We all, have our, we all have our buffering vices somewhere, okay. right? So, okay. This is what I want you to do. Number one. The next time I coach you, we're going to set up a protocol for what you're going to do. And you're going to follow it to a T. And if you need to make any changes, you have to do them 24 hours in advance. Okay. Deciding what you're going to eat 24 hours ahead of time and then not going off that protocol no matter what is the only way to make this work. That's fine. That's, That's when I was successful. That's what I did is planning everything. And then when you make a mistake, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't tell Emily. And I'm going to be like, I can't wait to hear about your mistakes. Yeah. It'll be so cool. Cause we're going to look at your brain and we'll get to see where you made a mistake. And we'll be like, isn't that so fascinating that you like went off protocol there? Why did you do that? Because I wanted to probably. And, right. Cause my lower brain really wanted the thing. Right. Yes. And so deciding what you're going to eat, I want you to decide what you're going to eat. I would recommend going off of all flour and sugar. I'm good with it. I'm already kind of doing that. And there's lots of food that you can eat. There's amazing foods that you can eat. I'll text you food lists of incredible things that you can eat. Emily, do you remember when I... I think you were the one you were asking about like vegetarian and like vegan and like whole food. I have really, I am a plethora of useful information. My thing is just doing it. Everyone's thing is just doing it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like we can get into, we can get into, to this more on another time, but I do think you have a lot of the skills already there that you can decide, okay, I am not going to eat flour and sugar anymore. And your body's going to be like, that just seems extreme. No, my mind is saying, okay, right now. Okay, perfect. I've done it before. Great. And then here's the thing. If you're going to go off protocol and you're like, I'm going to eat a piece of bread tomorrow night at a church party. They're doing a summer salad social and I know they're going to have rolls 
And I'm deciding right now that in 24 hours, I'm going to have a role at the summer salad social. A roll, one roll. And then you go to the social and you eat one roll. And when you have the desire to have two rolls, you say, nope, I'm just going to sit here and feel totally deprived with my one roll that I ate. And it's going to be, and I'm super uncomfortable and I'm going to process all the emotions and feelings. I might even have to leave because I'm so upset that I can't have two rolls. But you're just going to stick to the protocol. And the only way you get to go off the protocol is if you decide 24 hours in advance. If you don't have 24 hours, then you can't do it. Then you can't have it. You can. Yes. (laughs) I even wrote a (laughs) roll. You can totally have it if you want it. But this is going to change everything for you. Awesome. Because you want to be making your decisions with your prefrontal lobe. And that makes decisions ahead of time. And we need to make these decisions 24 hours in advance. Because if it's any sooner than that, it's most likely decision coming from our lower brain. Is that what is that what it's called? Not like just your primitive brain. Primitive, okay. Yeah. Your primitive lower brain is not adapted to the way that your prefrontal lobe or cortex is adapted. Got it. And so our, our best self is going to make decisions from our prefrontal lobe. And our, (laughs) that's where, that's where we make decisions from emotional adulthood. Emotional childhood is saying, I should be able to eat whatever I want. This is not fair. I want two rolls. I can't believe I only have to have one. Yeah, I, yeah. And, and I can understand that to you. And I'll be honest, I, I know at times I felt like that because, you know, growing up, your parents would say no. And I'm like, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. Right. I can do whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. However, when I do those things, my result is I'm not taking care of me. Yes. And you have decided today that you would like to start taking care of yourself. Have you not? So you're already doing this in exercise. Yeah. You're taking care of yourself because you say you're going to do it. And so you're doing it. You are doing a health exercise protocol right now. Six for six. So when we combine that with eating then we are going to have an eating protocol. And when your brain is like, oh my gosh, we're starving. We need bread. We need sugar. I'm going to get rid of it right now. (laughs) (laughs) When your body's like, we need bread, we need sugar. What we can tell it is we can be like, stop lying. (laughs) All we need our vegetables, healthy fat, limited protein, and limited grains. Got it. That's all we need. And intermittent fasting is something I would recommend. 
an eight hour feeding window. Meaning you eat from 12 to eight. Every day, noon to 8 p.m. every day. Why, why would you want to do this? I already do it. It gives your body a break from insulin. Okay. It allows you to experience and reset your hunger. It creates mental discipline for coping with urges. Because you're going to have a lot of urges. I intermittent fast. I eat from 12 to 8 every day. And I would say like, if I have dinner at like 6 or 7, by like 11 or midnight, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. I should just eat something. Like, why am I doing this? I should just eat something. And my brain has those urges. And I'm like, we are not going to eat unless it's from 12 to 8. I do intermittent fasting because <clears throat> I have so many people around me that keep getting breast cancer with no family history. And there's a link that if you intermittent fast, it lowers your risk of cancer. And I'm like, I can do that. That's easy. Okay. It teaches your body to be fat adapted and rely on fat stores for fuel. Cause right now when you're just eating whatever you want and not having a protocol, it's, it's, it's burning through the food, which is why you don't lose weight. When you eat and you don't lose weight, it's because you're not accessing your fat stores for fuel. Fat is fuel. That's all it is. We hear the word fat in our country and we're like, fat is bad. Fat is your body's best friend. It's fuel. Okay. Intermittent fasting increases insulin sensitivity. It does not slow your metabolism down. People used to say oh, if you go without eating for too long, it ruins your metabolism. It's the exact opposite. The longer your fast, the higher your metabolism. It helps with cellular repair to intermittent fast. You're already fasting when you're sleeping. And by simply extending that time through the morning, you get more opportunity for fat burning. And once you get your body to be fat adapted, which means it eats your fat on your body instead of burning through the food you're eating, then you will not feel deprived or hungry anymore. Like, sure, I still have desire for food when I'm fasting. But for the most part, like, I am not starving and hungry all the time. Because my body is fat adapted. And remember, the only thing you have to eat, vegetables, meat or beans, fat and water. That's it. You don't, we think our body needs so much more than that. It doesn't. It's literally the minimum requirement for food. Everything else is optional. And when you say you have to eat, you're referring to the optional things that our society has taught us we have to do most often, right? Like when someone gives up drinking, they don't have to give up drinking all beverages. They just need to give up drinking alcohol. 
right? And so when we're like, if you want to lose weight, you don't have to give up all food. You just have to give up everything except for vegetables, meat and beans, fat and water. Healthy fat. I'm not talking about French fries. I'm talking about like, you can eat an avocado, right? Eggs, they're high in fat, but is a healthy fat. And I have lists and lists and lists. There's so many options, right? You're not giving up all food, but it might feel that way in the beginning. You're like, what are my favorite foods? It's just changing your mind to see something different. Yeah. And, and what the coolest thing that happens is when you break this cycle with food, that's bringing you all of these problems and this unhappiness and this unhealthiness in your lifestyle that you've identified yourself here today and in years before, when you break this cycle, what you'll start to realize is food actually diminishes the experience. And some of you are like, oh, she's so wrong. Food is like the best thing ever. experience. Yeah. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but. So when I go to a party, I used to go for the food. And if the food was bad, I'm like, that was a crappy party. They didn't even have good food. (laughs) Right. And then I've done all this work through an eating disorder. And self-concept and body image issues all through my teenage years and my 20s. And then in my late 20s and and all through my 30s, I have spent a tremendous amount of time and money and energy and effort healing and processing those things within myself. Which is why it's so easy for me to coach people on weight loss. Because I... While I may have never been in your exact situation, when we process emotions, we go through similar experiences. Do we not? Right. So we're either going to resist it, avoid it, or allow it when it comes to our emotions. And we've got to deal with our emotions around food or nothing changes. Right? I have all the knowledge for you. It's going to be amazing. And you're going to do all the work yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Because nobody can do it but you. You're right. Right? And it maybe you even have the thought like, I might be scared sometimes. I might feel sad sometimes. But right now, are you already feeling those things? Yes. And you're not dying? Nope. Cool. So we're going to be okay either way. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for hanging on here a little longer today, guys. Thanks, this guys. Was fun. Okay. We'll see you back here tomorrow at noon for our last call of the day. Also, podcast was a massive success. You we have it. 500 listens in one day. The comments have not all shown up yet. It's still only showing 63 of them, but there are hundreds that are going to load, which is so exciting. Um, 
I'm not going to pick a winner for the gift cards until I feel like they're all loaded. Right. And it shows me the day that they were put in. So I'm only going to pick winners from Wednesday that were dated. Cosette, stop. I'm only going to pick winners from Wednesday because it shows me what day people's comments, like even though it's loading them after the fact, it shows them to me. So I'm going to wait to make sure that they've loaded so I can pick three winners with everyone's name in the pot. All right. It's probably not going to be until Monday because I just want to make sure I'm not missing anyone. All right. I'm trying to be like as fair as possible. That's really important to me. And I'm started, I started stressing about it today in the shower. I was like, oh my gosh, how I, I'm feeling urgency to pick. Cause I said I was going to pick on Thursday but I don't feel right about picking today because there's only 63 on there. And I know there are hundreds that entered. So I want to make sure to include everyone. Okay. So that's why I'm doing that. Um, also there are going to be new spots for coaching tomorrow because tomorrow is the day where I'm going to be posting on my website, new spots. There are not going to be 20 this time. And here's why I'm going on vacation. And I'm not going to coach while I'm gone. So I'm going to be in Mexico from the 7th through the 15th. And the 6th is Labor Day. And I am going to be doing a party at my house on the 6th because finally the pool heater is on. (laughs) So the 6th through the 15th, I will be doing no coaching which means there are only 14 spots this time to sign up. And I have them set for a three-week window. So you'll be able to sign up for coaching spots all next week. And then the week after, there's no spots. They're blacked out. And then the week after, there's only two days, two calls. But that's great because it's going to give you tons of time to catch up on all the calls that you've missed or re-listen to calls if you've been on every single one of the calls or watched them. But I just wanted to just wanted to communicate that to you that that's why there's less spots this time. And that's why the schedule is going to look a little bit weird this time. So any questions about that, you can always email me hello at emilygibsoncoaching.com. I hope you find the podcast to be extremely useful so that you can listen on the go anytime you want to listen. And um, I'm so looking forward to our last call of the week tomorrow. You. What's that? Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You know what? Do we have to sign up again or do we get any, are we going to all get the emails to. If you want, if you want one of the 14 spots, then you need to sign up. If you just want to get on and listen to other people be coached, then you're already in that queue. Okay. So we never yeah. go out of it. Okay. Uh-uh, you never go out of it. I just, then you're just in my Monday email queue. And then I just message you the schedule with the link and the passcode. As long as I have your email address and the way you give that to me is you go to emilygibsoncoaching.com. You click on additional watch live spots, and then you click on any day and time, you're not committing to a time. You're just clicking on any day and time and hitting submit. And that sends me your email address. And then 
I load it into my queue and I send you an email on Monday with the days and times, Zoom link and passcode. And then on Friday, I send you an email with all five recordings from the week and a special five to seven minute teaching video from me that I'm starting this Friday called Feel It Friday. So you're going to be getting that from me as well in your Friday email. So that's it, you guys. I'm so excited for what's coming. Thanks, Emily. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.